This is Corn Cod One for Paleoconservative on Steroids. Well, I've been a little blue of late. It looks as if uh, the Trump administration is probably going to be permanently blunted. His enemies in the New World Order, in the press, in the FBI, in the CIA, in the government, and in his own administration, have made it more or less impossible for him to progress. The reasons for that, I think, go to the fact that he never had a large political movement behind him. The, the various nationalist movements in the United States, the alt-right and nationalism 1.0, as they call it, uh, were never really able to organize inside the Republican Party. The people that run the Republican Party are pretty much Trump enemies. You know, they don't mind things like tax cuts. But they're all free traders. They're all pro-immigration. And they're all pretty much tied to the New World Order. Now, don't get me wrong. Uh... Trump has made mistakes. I think his primary mistake was filling his administration with swamp creatures, with New World Order rights, too many generals who were part of the military-industrial complex, and of course even the worst people of all, neocons, his own national security advisor, who he meets with every day, Mr. Bolton is a crazed, fanatical neocon. Why he should have appointed a crazed, fanatical neocon as his national security advisor, when he's in general very cautious about foreign intervention, you know, sort of beggar's description to me. At the very beginning of his administration, he should have, even if it meant bringing in somewhat inferior people, people with less experience, you know, as he should have gone to people like Pat Buchanan, he should have gone to people like Chronicles Magazine, and none of these people, you know, are perfect. You know, especially the paleocons. They're not perfect, but he should have... But those sources should have given him some hints where to go. Uh, some retired politicians. And also, you know, some, uh, some of the more uh, respectable parts of the conservative movement. At least parts that were anti-immigration. So in general, he surrounded himself with people who hated him.
And of course, yeah, we we also must include in this group, you know, Wall Street scum. So, yeah, I think it was a bad judgment on his part uh, to bring in all these people who were against his agenda. Now, you know, I'm not sitting here condemning Trump. You know, at the moment, I'm even making, I'm even wearing my make. America great at, again hat at this very moment but it, it, you know I think Trump really tried in a lot of ways but when you have the whole machinery of government against you when you don't have a lot of a lot of educated supporters, you know, we, you know, Trump was brought into office by the white working class of America. And so you're not going to have large numbers of people that you're going to be able to fill your administration or lead organizations to help your administration. So Trump was alone. And of course, making it even worse was that the FBI and the CIA were working against him. And so, although we, I think it, I think it, it's quite possible that he, that he will have to go through an impeachment process because it doesn't look like the Republicans are going to score a great victory in the midterm elections. I would certainly hope so. In fact, I'm personally going to be, uh, working for congressional campaigns, Republican congressional campaigns, in the, la- in the last couple of months of the elections. Uh, you know, people really ought to get, o- get off their butts and get active. I mean, even if it looks as though we may lose the House in the congressional elections, at the very least, you should be out there trying to minimize the damage. But let me tell you, you know, as I said in my previous vi- video, you know, Trump, Trump may be dead, but Trumpism is still alive. And although it's a very moderate form of nationalism, I'm more of a radical nationalist. But because... It is a very moderate form of na- nationalism. Uh, you know, we really need to, we really needed to move the ball down the field to use a football analogy. And, but we got to keep on trying. I think, I think Trump's greatest contribution now to the political landscape, even if his administration has failed unfortunately, on the most important issue of our time, immigration, uh, by not building the wall. You know, we have affected some regulations. I believe Stephen Miller has done an excellent job uh, in almost being uh, the czar over our immigration system, where a lot of regulations and interpretations of regulations have been changed so we can bring less less of these invaders into our country. And so, the, 
the main thing is that people should not, even if the worst happens to Trump, let's say he gets impeached and convicted of his impeachment and removed from office. Well, I'm not going to be too happy about Vice President Pence. I mean, he's a typical American evangelical. He'll go to war and he'll go to war in favor of Israel. He'll probably get us involved in another stupid land war uh, on the Middle Eastern continent because, you know, his particular form of fanaticism requires it. But I also, but we should not despair that uh, big end nationalism is going to suddenly disappear off the American political landscape. I think now we've come to a point where any serious person running for the office of presidency, you know, which is going to be rather soon, two and a half years from now, it's going to be, you know, uh, more sooner than we think. Now it's required that a Republican candidate for, for president be anti-immigration, and that people are more receptive now to nationalist ideas. Now, both economic nationalism, I think a lot of people were happy with the way Trump handled trade. Uh, I think a lot of people supported Trump because of his anti-immigration views, although we, we failed, to, unfortunately, failed to get the wall. And so... This may be a time of depression and despair, but we cannot wait. In 15 years or 20 years, white people in America are going to be a majority. I mean, a minority. And the sad fact about that is, is that our political elites are extremely eager that that happens. So we have very little time left to get to a point where we can straighten this country out. The New York Times now openly hires people who hate white people and have said so in very public terms. People don't realize that we may be headed for genocide. That their overwhelming hatred of the white race by these leftists in the United States and establishmentarians is going to go into its full flower and they're going to try to wipe us out. Thus far, they've used soft methods to bring about, bring about the destruction of the white race. The pill, abortion, promotion of homosexuality, uh, the denouncing of motherhood, the horrible depredations of feminism. So, they've used these soft methods, and they've been very successful for the New World Order in, in destroying white America. And that is why we can never give up you might as well fight to the last bullet, fight to the last ballot, fight to the last piece of political activism, 
because they're going to kill us, because their their intent is to, to destroy us as a people. And the day may come where the last white Gentile in America gets a bullet in his head. And so let's continue to fight to prevent that day from coming. Get out there and volunteer for political campaigns. Believe it or not, it's not that hard. It doesn't require all sorts of expertise. You don't even have to be smart. You know, volunteer for Senate campaigns. The upcoming Senate campaigns. Volunteer for the upcoming congressional campaigns. So if we, even if we do lose in November, let's minimize the damage. You know, but whatever happens, whatever happens, we've got to continue to fight. Losing would be a disaster. But I'll go briefly on to another topic. The the European Union legislature passed a bill condemning Viktor Orban's Hungary for various so-called human rights and European rights violations. A dubious document. And I have to say, Mr. Orban, who was present at the European Union that day, gave an extremely eloquent speech. If you want to look it up on YouTube or another source, by all means do. It was a great speech defending his nation. And also, I got to give some credit to Nigel Farage. Uh, Mr. Mr. Farage also gave a good speech with his characteristic humor. Uh, but uh, you know, I got to say, I, I really got to admi- admire Mr. Farage in that uh, <clears throat> you know he's certainly not as radical as I am in in, in nationalism, but uh, he's a spunky guy. <laughs> And I love the way he defended Orban's Hungary and Prime Minister Orban. Well, I'll cut it short this week. This is Corncod One, a paleoconservative on steroids, signing off. <laughs>